Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Why don't we pray together? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you so much for your word. We believe, Father, faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And Lord, tonight, we invite your Holy Spirit to be the teacher of this congregation and those who listen to this teaching in the CD or MP3. Father, we ask for the anointing upon my voice and upon every word I say. Lord, I pray that this will not be hate speak to hate, but will be the Spirit speak to their spirit that will penetrate into the deepest part of their life and will bring changes, transformation, and will bring growth into their spirit, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. In the past months in the revival service, I have been teaching about knowing the Holy Spirit. And it's still a long way to go. A lot of things to learn about the Holy Spirit. You can get the MP3 or CD from the CD table out there on Sunday. We gave the teaching for free of charge. And you can get this lesson. I think we have about nine lessons now about knowing the Holy Spirit. And tonight we will continue to teach. I will read a lot of scriptures. The reason I read many scriptures because I want you to know that this is not my own idea. But I try to teach you the Word of God. It's from the Word of God. Or this scripture talk about the Holy Spirit. And the Lord kept telling me that you need to go slowly and read my word and explain. And lately, God really showed me that it's important that we will have faith. Christian life, we need two things in our Christian life. Faith and love. This is the major thing. If you can love God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, Wow, you become like Christ. But in order to walk in love, you need to have faith as well. And faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Don't listen to the teaching as a head knowledge or information. But let the Word of God come in to build faith. And the purpose of this series of teaching is to help you to know the Holy Spirit and also to have faith in working with the Holy Spirit. You may say that you have a lot of faith already, but I want to tell you right now, we can have more faith. No matter how much, how big faith you have, you can still have more faith because you can have more and more faith of unlimited level. The more faith you have, the better for you. As pastor, sometimes we minister to young believers to help them when they are in need, they are sick, we pray for them. But the Lord told me that pastor need to get out from the job of praying for all the believers in the church because you need to grow up and you need to exercise faith for yourself. If you have to call the pastor every day or every night or every week, oh, pray for me. It means you are still baby Christian. Because if you grow up, you don't need other people's faith. You can exercise your own faith. Amen. So the purpose of our church is to build you to be a strong Christian, to be mature, to be adult. We don't want you to be babies forever. That is not healthy. Amen? Eventually, you don't need to depend on me and Pastor Da. You can hook up to God yourself. 
That's the goal of this church that you all grow up, become strong believers. Amen. Everyone say the Holy Spirit. If Christians don't know the Holy Spirit, or never fellowship with the Holy Spirit, or never been filled with the Holy Spirit, they miss out a lot. And unfortunately, millions of Christians around the world, including this city, don't have any clue who the Holy Spirit is. Or if they know, maybe they know just like a drop in the bucket, very little. They've never been working with the Holy Spirit on a personal level. And they miss a lot. The Holy Spirit is the most important person, the most precious person in this generation for all of you. God the Father is in heaven. God Jesus the Son also is in heaven right now. But God the Spirit is on the earth here working with us. So if we don't know Him, we miss out a lot. Therefore, we need to know the Holy Spirit and learn how to walk with Him and be filled with Him. I would like to read a few scriptures here to show you that the Holy Spirit is the main person who moved and acted in the early church. Actually, the book of Acts is not the acts of man only. It's the acts of both men and the Holy Spirit. It's a coordination. It's a, a partnership between the disciples and the Holy Spirit. If you read the book of Acts carefully, you can see that the Holy Spirit was moving, acting, working all the time in the early church. And we are not different from the early church. We are believers too. If the early church believers needed the Holy Spirit, we also need the Holy Spirit to work in our personal life, in our ministry, in our church, in our parenting. Everywhere we go, we should depend on the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 10, I want to read a few passages and then explain to you. Acts chapter 10, verses 19 to 20. This is a situation where Peter the Apostle wanted to spend time praying and he was very hungry. And while he was hungry and praying, he saw a vision of a cheat came down from heaven. And then the angel spoke to him that you need to go and save the Gentiles. God used the picture of animals in that vision. And God said that the Gentiles are not less than the Jews. So you need to reach out to them. Why Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, can you say like this in your own life? Oh, honey, you talk to your wife or you talk to your husband, honey, that day the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Do you have that experience that the Holy Spirit spoke to you or said to you? I pray that all of you have that experience that the Holy Spirit said to you, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. The Holy Spirit showed Peter what to do. He spoke to Peter and commanded him to do something. At the same time, the Holy Spirit was the one who sent the three men from the house of Cornelius to invite Peter to go. In fact, the angels cannot preach the gospel. Only man can preach the gospel. So the angel did not preach the gospel to Cornelius and his household. But he sent for Peter to come to preach the gospel. And the Holy Spirit orchestrated the whole thing. The Holy Spirit talked to Cornelius to send the three men. 
and the Holy Spirit spoke to Peter to welcome these three messengers and go with them to the house of Cornelius. So you can see the work of the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. Would it be wonderful that we all work with the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit guided us every day, tell us what to do morning and evening and afternoon, tell us what to do in the ministry. Amen. It's so important to be led by the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage all of you to be sensitive and open to the Holy Spirit. Don't run your own life. A lot of people in America are very smart people. You think you are very smart. So you run your own life all the time. You think, you plan. How many times in your life that you open your ear and open your spiritual mouth and talk to the Holy Spirit? Lord, what should I do in this situation? Tell me what to do. Or you never talked to the Holy Spirit for 10 years or for 5 years already. Did you listen to him? In this situation, Peter went to Cornelius' house and the Bible says in verses 44 to 46, you see the work of the Holy Spirit. Why Peter was still speaking these words? Peter the apostle was preaching the gospel at that time. He did his part. What happened? The Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. At that time, the first group of believers or disciples were the Jews. And now the Holy Spirit was poured upon the non-Jewish people, the Gentiles. You and I are the Gentiles. We are not the Jews. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God then Peter said, wow, when Peter preached the message, the Holy Spirit worked again. He worked with the Apostle Peter. Everywhere Apostle Peter went, the Holy Spirit was working, leading, talking, performing miracles, filling people up. Should we walk like that every day? Should we be listening to the Holy Spirit every single day? Amen? I just listened to the Holy Spirit on last weekend, I just tell you a short story. I gave counseling to a person. She is not our member. She came from another country. And she told Pastor Da and I, while she was telling us the whole story about half an hour, I put my antenna up to listen to the Holy Spirit, what I need to do. This is a tough case because this lady chit-chat on the block with somebody. She find out that that man was a big, big guy for uh, witchcraft in that country. He is the one who gave fortune-telling to the government. So eventually that guy said that, I'm going to send my spirit to visit you. And it happened. Not his spirit, though, demon. So this lady has spirit visit her every night in her bedroom, talking to her, talking to her by if she's asked question, the demon will shake her head, yes? No. And the spirit will come upon her and want to have relationship with her. And this happened every single night. And she thought that she was speaking to the spirit of that man, that the spirit come out from that man to come and talk to her. This has been going on for months. And this, this lady is a believer. But she did not, did not have any pastor to give counseling to her. So after we listen, it's interesting. Pastor Da and I, another leader, have the same answer from the Holy Spirit. We say, okay, sister, this is the answer. Number one, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Number one, 
you need to stop relating to this man on the internet. Number two, that spirit that came upon you at night and tried to have relationship with you and talk to you was not his spirit, was a demon. And three, I say that according to the Bible and according to the teaching I taught in the series called Demonology that I learned from God, you don't make conversation with demons or do any fellowship with demons. Why? Because demons are lying anyway. If you talk to them, they're going to lie to you. They're cheating. They're deceiving. So from now on, when they show up, you just say, in Jesus' name, get out of here right now. No conversation, no if and or but, nothing. Get out of here right now, in Jesus' mighty name. And the fourth thing I told her, you need to commit to a local church. Because if you don't commit to a local church, you have no protection from the spiritual point of view. You are like just a floating person on the marketplace. And the bad people can attack you. But if you are in the local church, you will be protected. Amen? Actually, I went to watch a movie with a brother in the church. I don't remember the name of the movie now. But this is the real story in North Pole of the world, Alaska area. The plane crashed and went down, and about 8 to 10 men were lost in this big land of snow. And suddenly, many wolves came. 10, 20 wolves came, tried to kill them. This is a true story that happened, and the real story, I mean, the, the real thing happened this way. When this guy came together, 8, 10 people, and put up a torch, the wolf, now these wolves are very scary, they moved back, and they went back. But while they were walking, and somebody went behind because of being tired, and kind of dropped on the ground, and the rest already maybe. 20 feet, 30 feet ahead. Suddenly, five wolves will come and kill that person. This is a real movie. Kill that person. And this happened again and again and again. That anyone by himself will be killed. But when they come together, they stay. They are not killed. So when I watch this movie, and I ask that this is a real thing that happened in Alaska, that if you come together, and with the torch, they cannot attack you. They don't want to attack you. And it's real. So the Lord showed me right away, oh, I see. Why the Bible say that believers need to be in a local church? We need to be together. Two, we need the fire of God. If we don't have the fire of the Holy Spirit, the demon is going to walk into the church and bite people like mad. So we need two things to protect ourselves, being together, and we need the fire Amen. of the Holy Spirit. The church needs to believe in the fire of the Holy Spirit. So that demon cannot attack the church. Amen? That's why we rarely see any cancer in this house. We rarely see any big operation in this house. Our members rarely go to hospital because demon cannot attack this church. We move in the fire almost every Sunday. Amen? So important that the Holy Spirit needs to get involved in the local church. Look at another example that the, how the Holy Spirit get involved in the early church. In Acts chapter 11, 27 to 29, during this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them named Agabus stood up and through his smart idea, his intellectual ability and three diploma from the Bible school, predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciple, each according to his ability, decided to provide help for the brothers living in Judea. Is it true that he can 
predict the future because he was a graduate from the Bible school who gave the direction to the church, who gave prediction what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit, if the church doesn't welcome the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we'll miss out a lot because the Holy Spirit can tell us the future, can warn us ahead of time what to do, what not to do. We need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Eight years ago, we were going to buy a building in Bellevue. And at that time, that building was six million. And the Holy Spirit told our elders that don't go for it, even though by the flesh, we wanted to buy that building so badly because it's in the central part of Bellevue. But the Holy Spirit said, no, this is not the time. So we waited for eight years. And now we found a better building, nicer, better parking, and we bought it only 3.4 million. So we got we pay less because the Holy Spirit knew ahead of time that that building is going to come up for us with a cheaper price and a better location. Amen? So we can see that we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. He will tell us what to do. He will guide us so that we will not make financial mistakes. We will not make a wrong decision. We will not get to the wrong place at the wrong time. We need to let the Holy Spirit work in our midst. Look at another example in Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit, again, all this scripture talk about the Holy Spirit, said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. You can see that the appointment and the sending out of the workers in the New Testament was not done by committee, was not done by voting, was not done by looking at who is smart, good looking by the standard of the world, but by the decision of the Holy Spirit. Everything that was done in the early church was done by the decision or the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Then the verse 4 say, So being sent out by the committee of the Antioch church. Is that right? They were sent out by who? By the Holy Spirit. They went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. The Holy Spirit got involved in the world mission. He was the one who sent Paul and Barnabas to another city to another town. So we need to let the Holy Spirit get involved in our mission field. We don't plan by our human head, but we ask the Holy Spirit to lead us what to do next, what to do next. The Holy Spirit should get involved in everything in the church. Let's look at another example. In the book of Acts, I read all this scripture to show you that this is not my own idea. It's in the Bible. Acts chapter 13, verses 9 to 12. Then Saul who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. This should be our lifestyle. Everything we do, we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? We should not be empty. We should not be lacking. We should be filled. How can you be filled if you don't know Him? Are not hungry for Him? How can you be filled if you don't know how to yield to Him? How can you be filled if you don't even recognize Him and you just suffer Him on the side and say, hey, stay away from me. I can run my own life. So it means that you need to have faith that the Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is important. The Holy Spirit is the most important person in your life. And you have faith that He can help you. He can guide you. He can 
speak to you. He can perform signs and wonder to you. It's all about faith. It's all about connection with Him. That's why this teaching is to stir you up. I'm gonna keep reminding the member of the church that you need the Holy Spirit. How many people sometimes forget what you hear from the sermon? Raise your hand up. They forget. So that's why sometimes the preaching have to repeat again and again and again until you get it. So don't be bored with the repeated teaching because you need to listen until you get it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said. Okay, you see that right now the Holy Spirit is leading Paul to see the problem in that man. Oh, fool of this all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness. Will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord, which means the Holy Spirit, is upon you. And you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately dark mist fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Wow, the Holy Spirit was leading Paul to see the demonic activity in this man who is of witchcraft. This man practiced witchcraft. Paul could read it, could discern that demons were working in this man's life. And then he performed signs and wonder. He spoke, the man became blind. What happened? The proconsul believed in Jesus Christ. His ministry was done by the Holy Spirit. Paul did not use his intellect to do the ministry. He did everything by the Holy Spirit. Everyone say everything. everything. By the Holy Spirit. Should we build up that kind of lifestyle, that kind of behavior, that kind of lifestyle that we depend on the Holy Spirit all the time? Amen? Look at the outcome. If we allow the Holy Spirit to be the God, to be the Lord of the church, the outcome in verses 49 and 52, the word of the Lord spread through the whole region. And the disciples were filled with sadness. Is that right? The disciples were filled with? Joy. When the Spirit is moving, there is joy. Amen. And with the Holy Spirit, I like God to label this church. This church is full of joy and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God looked from heaven and see, wow, the disciples in New Hope International Church are filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. We need to be that kind of people. Amen. Look at another situation. At this time, a disciple from Jerusalem went down to Antioch and began to teach that you cannot be saved unless you are circumcised. So in other words, you cannot be saved if you don't practice Jewish law in the Old Testament. Paul and the disciple in Antioch say, wow, this is something wrong now. Let's get this issue resolved. So they went up to Jerusalem and met with the apostles and had a big meeting. Is it true that all the believers need to be circumcised to be saved? If it's true, you need to go and have circumcision done. But after they talked for a while, the Holy Spirit gave them direction that no, you, need, you don't need to be circumcised to be saved. Look at what the Bible says here. Acts chapter 15 verse 28. 
it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit say, "You don't need to burden this believer, the Gentile believer, with circumcision, the law of circumcision. They can be saved." The Holy Spirit make a decision for the church what is right and what is wrong. You can see here that the Holy Spirit had had a great part in the ministry of the early church. He was leading the disciple. He performed signs and wonder. He filled the disciple with the fire. He made judgment in the church. He gave direction. He gave prediction. The Holy Spirit got involved actively. Everyone say actively. Is the Holy Spirit active in your life, or you just put him in the box and say, "Don't bother me until the revival service"? Is he active, twenty-four-seven in your life? Is he active, or he is somewhere else all the time? You never talk to him. The Holy Spirit need to be active in our life. Amen. If you study about the life of Jesus, you need to understand when Jesus came into the world, he did not come as God; he came as a human being, like you and me. That's why Jesus. Never perform miracle for 30 years. If he was born as God, he would perform miracle when he came out from the womb of Mary and he jumped up and he did, did not have to crawl. He can come up out of the womb and talk and fly in the sky. He did not come as God. He came as a baby. He came as a man like you and me. But if you study about the life of Jesus, you will see that the Holy Spirit was involved with. Every single thing in Jesus' life, he was involved in his birth, his being filled with the power to start the ministry. He went out to do the ministry with the power of the Holy Spirit. He healed the sick with the Holy Spirit. He cast out demons by the Holy Spirit. He stopped the wind by the Holy Spirit. He was raised by the Holy Spirit. He was able to keep pure and holy. Without blemish, without committing sin, by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, Jesus Himself in the body of a man would not make it. He was able to do everything that we read in the four gospel because of the Holy Spirit. Let me read the scripture to you, then you will know that I'm not making this up. Luke chapter one verses thirty-four to thirty-five. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, "The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God, who gave conception to Mary, to pregnant baby Jesus, the Holy Spirit." Luke chapter three, twenty-one to twenty-two. Before Jesus started the ministry. Before this time, he never performed even one miracle. But after that day, he started to perform miracle. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which say, "You are my beloved Son; in you I am well pleased." What happened at the Jordan River? The Holy Spirit came upon him, filled him up, and anointed him to go out to preach the gospel. Look at Luke chapter four, fourteen to fifteen. Then Jesus, after graduate from Bible school, have ten diploma, and become PhD, and have a position in the church of being a pastor and apostle, and have a great reputation of being appointed by people. Go out and perform miracle. Is that right? 
No. What did Jesus do in his ministry? Read again. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Who was behind the successful ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ? The Holy Spirit. Look at Luke chapter 4, 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is what Jesus said in the synagogue. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus was able to preach because he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He could heal people because of the Holy Spirit. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. How did Jesus serve in the ministry? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. A few days ago, somebody Skyped me that a pastor in Thailand said that, don't listen to Pastor Lao. Because he was never appointed by our religious organization in Thailand. When I got that Skype, I was laughing. I Skype back to that member. I say, I don't care about that position. What I care is that, do I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit or not? I'm not going to Thailand with the position from America. I'm going to Thailand with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes things happen, not me. Not my position. Not my title in the church. Period. I don't care about title. I care whether the Holy Spirit is with me or not. That's the most important thing to me. Amen? Matthew 12, 28. But if I cast out demons, this is what Jesus said. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. How did Jesus cast out demons? By the Spirit of God. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 say, How much more than with the blood of Christ? And then who mean Christ? Who through the eternal Spirit offer himself unblemished to God? Cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death. So in other words, Jesus was able to live an unblemished life. By the power of the Holy Spirit. He was able to overcome temptation because he has the Holy Spirit working with him. I hope I convinced you enough after reading our description that the Holy Spirit is important. If he is important for every aspect of Jesus' life, for every aspect of the believer in the early church, do you think we need the Holy Spirit? Do you need the Holy Spirit? Should we walk like Jesus? Should we be hungry for the Holy Spirit? Amen. When the Holy Spirit moves, should we run away through the door and get out? Or should we run to Him and say, I need more of the Holy Spirit? Amen. Should we say, fill me more, I don't have enough. I still pray like this every day. Actually, before I came here, after I ate dinner, I prepared to come here. I was praying in my heart, God, give me more anointing, give me more gifts. I want more anointing, I want more of the Holy Spirit. I was praying like this every single day because I know I don't have enough. I need more of the Holy Spirit. Amen? I'm not joking. This is real. I'm really hungry for the Holy Spirit. I need Him more than anything else. Amen? And you should do the same thing. You should be hungry for the Holy Spirit. He is the person He can work with you. 
as long as you yield to him, as long as you are hungry and surrender to him, he will work more with you and he's going to fill you more. That is the depth of the Holy Spirit. The Bible talk in Ezekiel chapter 47 about the rivers from the throne of God came into the world, into the sanctuary. And some people ankle deep, some people knee deep, some people waist deep, some people swim in the water. So God tried to say that we all have different levels and depth with the Holy Spirit. If you are right now at ankle deep, I encourage you, don't stay ankle deep. Get deeper to the knee deep. If you are knee deep, you get deeper to the waist deep. And eventually you can swim in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit go all over, the, all over you and you can be led by the Holy Spirit 24-7. It takes time to grow in the Holy Spirit. It takes time to go deeper in the things of the Holy Spirit. But you need to keep pressing in. You need to keep being hungry. And you need to recognize the importance of His presence. You need to have faith that He is important to you and He can do mighty things in your life and through your life. You need to have that faith. You need to stir up your spirit all the time. God, I need the Holy Spirit in my life. Amen. Because the Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 to 7, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Not your own ability, not your own strength. You accomplish the things of God by the Holy Spirit. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, I want to encourage all of you to seek the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit come upon you, He anoints you, one thing is going to happen to you. He's going to break the bondage. He's going to break the yoke. Break the yoke. Everyone say, breaking the yoke. When the Holy Spirit come to you, He can come and work with you two ways. One is He work in you and to you. Second thing, He work through you to others. You can be the vessel that he mold and change you. He can come and break the yoke. Since I have been in revival, the Holy Spirit has broken so many things in my life, many bad habits, many wrong thinking. He has been breaking and breaking a lot of things in my life, the anointing, break the yoke in my life. But at the same time, as I allow myself to be the vessel, the Holy Spirit can flow through me to break the yoke of other people. You can be the receiver and you can be the giver. And we need to be both. Every one of us need to be both receivers, receive the work of the Holy Spirit that work in us. And we can also be the giver. You can go to the hospital, lay hand on the sick, and they got healed. Amen? You can go and pray for people and cast demons out of them. You can break the yoke in people's life by the Holy Spirit. Everyone say receiver. receiver. Make your hand like this. Receiver. receiver. Giving. 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 Rivers flow out of you. Rivers flow out of you. Amen. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is like rivers that flow out of the, your inner being to touch people's life. The more river, the bigger rivers, the better for you. Is that right? You can even do more, greater work for God. The little river, less power. The bigger river, the bigger power. Let me ask this question. How many people want $500? Raise your hand up. Okay. How many people want $3,000. Oh, more hand now. How many people want 1 million? Oh, wow. How many people want 10 millions? Uh, those who don't raise hand, you're too late now, I'm going to write a check now. Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pastor Da said she raised two hands. 
my money is your money. You don't need to, <laughs> don't need to write a check. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wow, one million everyone wants. How about the Holy Spirit? We want more Holy Spirit? Yes. The more the better. Amen. We need to be hungry to want to have the higher, greater, stronger measure of the Holy Spirit. That should be our desire. Every believer should decide that way. Amen. Isaiah 10.27 It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. That his burden means the burden of the devil, the burden of darkness, will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil or the presence of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit shows up, he breaks the yoke. He destroys the burden in your life. And that's why I read one more time, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and He sent me to proclaim freedom, mean take the yoke out for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. The Lord Jesus Christ could break the yoke in people's life because He has so much anointing, the Holy Spirit on the inside of Him. And the Holy Spirit, the anointing, broke the yoke in people's life. Amen? That's why Jesus could say in Matthew chapter 11, verse 30, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Tonight, as the Holy Spirit touch people, I want you to be hungry. I want you to receive by faith. I want you to yield to the Holy Spirit. I want you to say, God, fill me up. I need more of you. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I want the anointing to break the yoke in my life. And I want you to use me, to flow out of me, to touch my family, my kids. You can lay hand on your kids. Set them free from bondage. You can lay hand on your wife. You can lay hand on your husband. You can help your friend. Pray for them. Help them because you have the anointing on the inside of you. Amen? We don't want to have the condition called empty hand lay on the empty head. So the hand is empty and the head is empty. The empty hand on, lay on the empty head, everything is still empty. We need to have a few hand. The hand filled with the oil, with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And lay hand on the head. And that head change. Amen? Not empty anymore. Fill up that head. Amen? So tonight, I pray that you will be hungry for the presence of God, for the Holy Spirit. You yield. If God makes you laugh, go ahead and laugh. If God makes you cry, go ahead and cry. Don't fight with Him. Yield to Him. Because if you don't yield to Him here, you're not going to yield to Him out there. This is a place you learn how to yield. You know, a lot of time, people in our church, they learn. You know, people who come here long enough, they understand. People who are new may not understand yet. Why people in our church, when they get prayed for, either they fall under the power because they get touched and they lose strength or they just yield on the floor and wait on the floor. Because I have been doing this for almost 20 years now and I can guarantee if you don't yield to him and you stand and receive like this. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you. When I went to not part of Thailand last trip, did I tell you this story? I went to Thailand last trip. I was laying on a hand about 500 people or something, a lot of people. And I, went, I came to one man. He was standing like this. He was standing like a taekwondo fighter. 
Taekwondo, we stand like this to fight because we know that this position hard to knock you down because your both legs stand hard to knock you down. So when I come to him and I saw him stand like this, I wow. You're not fighting with me. I'm not the one who can knock you down. If you already have this agenda that you cannot knock me down like this, I don't want to waste my time lay hand on you because you're not gonna receive anyway. You are here to test the Holy Spirit. You're not here to yield to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you need to come like a child. God, do whatever you want in my life. Don't come with position in the church. Don't come with a diploma on the wall. Hey, I know the Bible. I went to about 500 classes and seminar in America. I know all of this stuff. If you come like that, the Holy Spirit cannot work with you. He come and give grace to the humble. So you need to be humble. Come like a child. And why people fall down? Because in the human psychology, in the kingdom of God, have you heard the word press in? Press in. So God sometimes doesn't show up right away. He doesn't show up right away. Because he wants to test whether you are pressing in and you are hungry or not. If you are not hungry, food, and no one gives you, you walk away. You don't care. But if you're so hungry like that Syro-Phoenician woman, she said that even the crumb that you throw on the ground to, for dog to eat, I still eat it. She tried to say that, I don't care. I want anything from you. The crumb I eat. She pressed in. When Jesus said that, I'm not going to give you, my bread is for the children of Israel. And if that lady say, oh really, you look down on me as a dog and walk away. I just leave here right now. She will not get the miracle for her child. But because she pressed in, she said, no, the crumb I want it. She keep pressing in. When you fall down, you lie down, you are pressing in. You know why? If you stand like this, and I lay hand on you, and I have another 200 people to lay hand, I cannot stand there for a long time. You need to press in yourself. So I'm going to walk away, and when I walk away, I can guarantee within two minutes, you will open your eyes, and you walk back to your chair and sit down. Because in that position, it's hard to press in. You will say, oh, I'm tired, you know, forget about this. And you walk back, and you will never get anything from God, because you are not pressing in. You need to press in. Amen? Pastor Da and I went to this kind of meeting, we press in. We never give up. We didn't feel anything, we still press in. We keep pressing in, keep pressing in all these years. And God see our heart that we are really hungry. We really mean business. We are desperate. We want you so badly. And God eventually show up when you're so hungry. You also train your spirit to be hungry and to connect with God. You need to train yourself. We are living in the fast-paced society. Remote control. Click. Movie come in. Everything instant. Now, now, now. So if the pastor lay hand on you and you don't feel anything now, bye-bye. In the kingdom of God, you cannot do that. In the kingdom of God, you need to press in, press in, press in. Because God wants you to be humble and God wants to see that you are serious about it. You're not come to try him and to test him and to kind of see what happened. He wants the real thing. He wants the real heart to hunger for God. Amen? If you can do that here, you can do outside. You can press in to God outside. But the key is to be hungry, to be desperate for the Holy Spirit. Amen? I don't know about you. I'm still hungry and want more of Him. I pray to God all the time, God, give me more gifts, more anointing. And I follow the sentence with, Lord, millions of people out there suffer. They're tortured by sickness, by demon, by sin, by ignorance. 
by curses, by poverty. And I want to help more people. But if I have limited anointing, I can help only a limited amount of people. But if I can have more anointing like Jesus, I can help more people. When I see my patients suffer from cancer, suffer from sickness and curses, some people, oh, I tell you, some people are sick and sick and they are tortured by curses in their life, but they need to come to know Jesus to be set free. So many people out there suffer and I need more anointing to go and help people. I want people to be set free. Amen? From depression, from sickness and disease, from bondage and curses. And we should be that vessel to go out and help people. Amen? We don't want to get anointing just to feel good. No, it's not about feeling good. This is life and death. This is about setting people free from hell, setting people free from the hand of the enemy. It's very serious. And God wants to give to serious people, not come to play a game with Him. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many people agree with me now that the Holy Spirit is important? How many people say, I want to work with the Holy Spirit? How many people say, fill me, Lord? I yield today. From today on, I will work with you. I will listen to you. Amen. How many people want more anointing? You think the anointing can grow? You think the anointing can increase as years go by? The Bible says, if you're faithful little thing, you have this much anointing, and you let the anointing flow to you to bless people this much, next year, you grow. And if you work with the anointing to bless people faithfully, another year, you grow more. You need to let the anointing flow to you and work with you. As you do that faithfully, every single year, your anointing will grow more and more. Until when you turn 120 years old and you walk by somebody who's sick, they get healed. You don't need to lay hand anymore. Amen? We need to have that kind of anointing in this end time. As the devil is working over time to destroy this world, we need to have more anointing to fight against him. Amen? We need more anointing to save the lost, to help this lost world together. Not just one man show. The whole church should be filled with anointing. We can go out in the society and help people together. Not one man show. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Stay in the church with the fire, and the wolf cannot touch you. They dare not touch you. They dare not touch your children. It's hard for demonic things to come in to attack our kids. Amen? We have the fire, so the, the house is protected from the wolf to come and destroy our kids. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So when you come to the prayer line, being hungry, yielded. Pray to God. God, I need you. Feel me. Press in. If you don't feel anything right away, that's okay. Press in until God touch you more. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new.